Okay, done. Start. Okay, so we are starting again from Chavava Medeis in the middle. It is uh, literally smack in the middle, across from the Lakute Rashi. So Hillel asks Rav the following question. This is Hillel the Amayra. Is there a concept of something becoming Muktza halfway through Shabbos, and it remains that way for the rest of Shabbos? Or uh, The normal case of Muktza is something was Muktza at Ben Hashmashas, and it remains Muktza for the rest of Shabbos. That's a classic case. Now, as I mentioned on Shabbos, you do have a case where something like a pistachio shell could become muksa on Shabbos because you ate the pistachio or, or, or you have um, garbage, another example, right? You have garbage <coughs> from, from cleaning up after the Shabbos meal. Technically, it's muksa. It doesn't have a purpose, right? Okay, we let you take it out because it stinks, but technically, that's when it became muksa. But here's a Shiloh or something that became muksa and then it became fit again in other words, it became unfit and then fit again on Shabbos. So do we say the muksa status that it picked up halfway through Shabbos stays with it? Or no, Can once it becomes useful again, it doesn't, it's, it's no longer muksa uh, for the rest of Shabbos. So, hey, Kedamash, come wants to tell me what the case is. Now, if the item was fit for use during, during uh, so the Gemara's example is, you have figs that you, or, or grapes that you were drying out on your roof. So before Shabbos, they're fit as grapes. Then, as in the, when, when they're in the middle of drying out, um, they are unfit because they are not, they're, they're not grapes. They're too dry to be grapes, but they're not fully dry to be raisins. Then they become fully dried out on Shabbos. Now you're good. Now the problem is, it happens on Shabbos is, is that it will rain and they become all bloated. So you can't eat it. It's like a bloated raisin. It tastes disgusting. So you're not going to eat it. So that's what we're talking about. Shabbos is like this. It was fully dry before Shabbos started. Then he chazi. Then it never became muksa. And either layachazi, if it hadn't fully dried out before Shabbos started, then layachazi. Then it was muksa ben hashmashas. Something's muksa ben hashmashas. It remains muksa for the rest of Shabbos. So the Gemara says leitzricha. Hillel was asking the chazi v'hadur itche v'hadur chazi. It was the case where, well, where we said it got dried before Shabbos, so it was good. But then it rained on Shabbos. So when it rained on Shabbos, now it was bloated, so you couldn't eat it. But then it dried out again. When it dried out again, can you now eat the grapes? Uh, when they're dried out again. My what's the halacha? Do we say that once the, it became bloated and unedible, it remains uh, a muksa for the rest of Shabbos? So, Amalei yesh muksa? Yeah, once it becomes muksa on Shabbos, it retains that muksa status for the rest of Shabbos. Frek the Gemara Eisve, we have a brace that says Vishavin. Everyone agrees. Shem noyler Right, going back to the case of Bechar, we said if you have an animal that was born with the mum, then it is considered muchan and you can shacht it, right? So the animal gave birth on Yantif, but the Bechar baby had a mum, mum kavua. So we say that it's muchan to eat on Shabbos. Now, Frek the Gemara, hold on a second. Let's think this through. If you shechted the mother at the start of Shabbos or Yantif, same thing, you shechted the mother, you could eat the baby. The baby, the shrit on the mother would go on the baby as well. So the baby was good. Then, when the baby was born, it became muksa. Why? Because the minute the baby is born, the Kedusha of Bechar says, you can't eat this baby. Then, when the Chacham comes and checks it, then it becomes kosher again. But, L'chaira, that if you rather say that when something becomes muksa, then the minute the baby is born, that muksa status should remain until the end of Shabbos, even if a Chacham finds a mum kavua. So, that's the verse, Kashra. 
when it was in the mother, it was muhan. When it became born, it became unfit because it was a bechar. Now, once the chacham looks at it, it becomes mutter. I, according to Rava, it shouldn't become mutter anymore. No, he said that the dayanim, the mumcha, is sitting right there as the baby pops out of the mother. The the, the chacham right there looks at it and says immediately that it is mutter. It's a mumkavua. Right, it's missing a leg, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So therefore, since it's the Chacham Paskin right away, it never became unfit, because it never became a uh, kasha for the Mizbeach. Now, if it was born with the, what do you call, why isn't there like a Lamafreya situation here in the first place? Like, uh, because the Kedusha is Chal, because the way it works is, it's, it's, yeah. you bring up a good point. So there's a difference between an animal that's a trefa and an animal that's a bachar with a mum. An animal that's a trefa is trefa all along. You just don't know. You got to go ask the rav the shayla. But once you show the rav the shayla and your paskins, that's the mafreya was always a trefa. Bachar is not like that. Bachar has kedushas bachar until the chacham says the words that it's a mum <coughs> Similar to think of taras. Taras doesn't have a din taras. You're not tamei until the kain says. So there's something that happens when the kain when the mumchas says. So therefore, it's not lemafrei. It doesn't work that way. It works from when he paskins. So if he paskins the second the baby pops out, then it never was chal the kedusha of bechar. But otherwise, it would. So the gemara says like this. So, uh, so that's how Bayi answers. So Igadami, some say that he will answer. Muksa doesn't apply. So now the gemara, instead of asking it as a kasha, is going to try to bring it as a raya. Let's say the brayish is a is a raya to Rava. B'shav and everyone agrees. Now, when it was originally in the mother, it was good to use on Yatif. When it became born, it was doicha, the status of being able to be used on, on Shabbos. Once the Chacham saw it, Ishtarele becomes mutter again. And so you see, if the Braises says it's mutter, that means obviously that Rava is right, Moksa doesn't remain on Shabbos. Here they're saying you have no Raya to Rava, that the Dayanam was sitting here. Now Tashma the Gomorrah is going to try to bring a Raya to this. Someone's eating grapes and he left them over. So when you take them up to the roof, you want them to become raisins. Or you left over figs. You want to make dried figs out of them. Now, you're not allowed to eat them unless they got dried out before Shabbos. Why? Because if they were in the process of drying when Shabbos started, they're muksa, the muksa for the rest of Shabbos. Also, other types of fruit, like peaches, quinces, all other types of fruit. Again, the same idea. If you took it up to dry it out, that showed that you didn't want it fresh, you want moist, you wanted it dried out, and it's in the process of drying out when Shabbos starts, that's muksa. But if it dried out when Shabbos started, it's going to be mutter. Now, hey, the Gemara says like this, what's the case? If it already was fully dry, then Lamalei has mutter. Now, he says over here that you can't eat them you have to designate them, that's what the Bryce says. You have to designate them. So, Frek the Gemara, why do you have to designate them? If they were fully dry, why do you have to designate them? Right? Do you have to go into your closet to each item on the shelf and say, oh, the croutons? Oh, you go over to the, to the, to the, to the potato chips? You don't have to designate something. Something that's, that's raw to be eaten is automatically mukhan for Shabbos. Now, if it wasn't fully dry, then that means you went over to like a rock and you said to a rock that has no use or, or garbage and you said uh, it's for Shabbos. Doesn't make it mezuman for Shabbos if it's if it has no use. So Vamar Rev Khan, Rev Khan said Muksa Shiyavish. 
if a muksa fruit is dried out sufficiently before Shabbos, so then the enabal. Oh, I'm sorry. The chitema delo yadi chazi ilay chazi. Maybe you're going to say, well, the guy doesn't know whether it dried out, so he said mezumin in case it dried out. Right? He doesn't know. He's, he doesn't have time to go up to the roof to check. But then, said, you don't need to check. You have muksa fruit that dried out sufficiently. The owner doesn't know. Mutter, it's mutter. Why? Because it's like potato chips in the closet. It was mukhan. It's right to be eaten. It, becomes automa- it happens automatically. Oh, so what must be the case? The case must be where it was dried out, and then it rained on Shabbos, became bloated, and then it became dried out again. And that's what it's saying, that only if you were designated it before Shabbos, that then when it comes roi again the second time, is it going to be mutter to eat it? But if you didn't designate it before Shabbos, it's not going to be right to eat it. Now the Gemara says, Now if you're going to say that muksa, something doesn't become muksa, so now the Gemara says, it must be, you have to say that it becomes muksa. Why? Because the, the, the Bryce over here said, you have to be, you have to do hasmana. You have to designate it, which means if you didn't designate it, what happens on its own? You didn't designate it. So on its own, what happens? This thing became muksa when it rained. When it dried out, it doesn't, you're not allowed to eat it. Because you, it says, Ad yasmin, you have to do hasmana. So what do you see here? Ain muksa. Uh, I'm sorry, right? Uh, meaning it remains muksa. Yesh muksa. I'm sorry, yesh muksa, right? Yesh muksa, it remains muksa. So says, Elamai, what are you going to say? Yesh muksa? But then, Ke'azmin l'humai havi. If something became muksa, if the, if the fruit became dried out, and you imagine, so think about what's happening here. This is basically what's happening. Let's think of it in terms of pistachio shells. You have the pistachio in the shell, right? Totally not muksa, fine. Now you pop open the pistachio. The shell becomes muksa because it has no use. Now what happens if before Shabbos, you said, I am masmin the pistachio shells. Now when they lose their status of holding the pistachio, what does it help that you were Muslim them from before Shabbos, right? They still have no purpose. Right. It doesn't matter. And then when, when so our, in our case of the grapes, when the grapes become bloated, so you were Muslim them before Shabbos, what does that do? Well, why should that make a difference? So the Gemara says, you're right. You're right, we're not talking anything about, it's, there's no relevance, that price has no relevance to Ravis and Hillel's case, where it became muksa and then not muksa and then muksa again, but rather, we're talking about great fruit that was marginally fit. In other words, it wasn't fully dry. So most people, not most people, some people eat it, some people, like five second rule guys will eat this, and guys who, who are a little bit more mephonic won't eat it. So if you show that you're it, that this is food, so then you show you're a five second guy, right? You'll eat it like that. Okay? You show that it's uh, you remove the muksa because you show that this is a type of food that you're you, know, you consider oichel. But but if you don't then it remains muksa. Why? Because since most people would not eat this, so therefore we can't assume that it's oichel as far as you're concerned, and therefore it would remain muksa. Okay, Amrib Zera. Tashma. I bring you a raya that me poilim adoshin. He he tries to bring a raya to Hillel. He says, Hillel, I'll show you that food does not that not it's ain muksa. When something loses the muksa status, it, it becomes mutter to use. Why me poilim adoshin from beans and lentils? Why? Because how do beans and lentils work? So basically, it's really any raw vegetable. If you think about this, any raw vegetable. Think of a potato as well. So how does a potato work? Potato, no, not a potato. Potato is not a good one. Um, what's something that's eaten raw and it's also eaten cooked? Carrots. 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 Good. Let's talk about carrots. Okay. Carrot. Carrot. You could sit there and eat them raw. Right. Aaron probably does this a lot. Then you you um, you put you boil it and you start cooking it. Now while it's at 150, 200, 250 degrees, it's not edible. It's boiling hot. It's not edible. But then once it's cooked and now it's in the soup, right? Once the soup cools down and now it's fully cooked. 
Now it becomes edible once it cools off. So what does that become? Think, let's think about it. It was mukhan. Then it became muksa when it reached 250 degrees boiling. And then Something it being hot doesn't take it out of the uh, category of being muksa. But that's, so that's how the Gemara is going to come out. But in the Gemara now, the mean is assuming it's not edible when it's boiling hot. Right, but someone could eat. Someone has a feeling it's coming. Yeah, isn't it just that there's, it's not the way of eating that item? Not no, that it's no. Because like, I'm saying it's edible. no. It's talking about why that's not. Rashi learns while they're boiling ricekin. It's mentioning ricekin when they're boiling. That it's the boiling. It's the aspect of uh, that. It's it's too hot to eat. It's not oichel because it's too hot to eat. So mipan vadash and the gemara is going to knock it off of it because exactly what you said. Beans and lentils. Beans and lentils, at least in those days, we don't really eat raw beans today, but in those days they would eat raw beans. When it becomes, when it's in the pot, it's unfit. When it's finished cooking and it cools off, then it becomes fit. And you see, you eat these on Yantif, what do you see? Then ain't muksa, because these guys become muksa, these guys, I'm sorry, these guys become muksa to eat once they cool off. According to you, right? Every, every hot food, right? Everything, when Shabbos starts, especially in those days, and Shabbos started, what do you think happened? All the food was in the oven. Like, by, oh, we have it similar, right? Okay, we have a hot, a lot of us have a hot plate. But if you're not leaving on the hot plate for Shabbos, okay, so in the times of the Gemara, everything was in the oven, everything was boiling hot, according to you, and that's even worse, because that's not mutter, osr, muk, I'm sorry, mukhan, muksa, mukhan. That is muksa at the time that Shabbos hit. That's the worst kind of muksa. Muksa when benish mashas remains muksa for the rest of Shabbos. It has to be cooked before Shabbos. It has to be ready to be also. It's ready to be. It's ready to be. Right, right. It's ready to be. The whole exactly. So, 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 um, so. Tekshilach. There's the alma. Every case of Shabbos, we have food in the pot when Shabbos starts. The stamke there's the alma. Hashmashas rice can They're boiling at the time of benish mashas. They're boiling. Lord, achilim and I and night we eat them. So obviously, when you complete something by human hands, that's not called, that's not something that's going to change the status from mukhan to muksa. Why? Because you can control it. Why? Exactly what Dave is talking about. Just cool it off right now. You control it. Pull it out and eat it. It doesn't make it not edible. But if you're something, so if it's based on human intervention, um, then that's not called muksa. When you're waiting for it to dry out and you need the sun, it's out of your hands. You're waiting on the sun. Oh, you're waiting on the sun. It's out of your hands. So that already is called muksa, but not a case where it's uh, human, a human is controlling it. He wasn't a kayin himself, but he was, uh, he was preparing it for the kayin. So he sent it to Ravami to inspect it. Ravami thought he shouldn't look at it. Like Rav Shimon, right? Remember, Rav Shimon says you're not supposed to check it on Yantif. We have a, 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 a something we learned in the Gemara Neirvin that when Rabbi Yehuda argues with Rav Shimon, we pass like Rabbi Yehuda, and therefore it's motor to check it. So you should check it. He didn't want to check it. He said to Rabbi Yitzhak, the same thing happened. So he didn't want to check it. I'm going to check it if it's good, right? To check it to see if it, if the mum is a mum kavua, so that it should be mutter. No, 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 but Rabbi Shimon held that you're able, to, you're, you're able to check it only up until to show that it's still good, right? But you're not allowed to say that's bad. On your case. Am I mixing up? No, no, nothing. You're not allowed to inspect it at all. Yehuda, Rabbi Shimon, Allah, Rabbi Yehuda. And therefore... So he said, therefore, we should follow Rabbi Yehuda, and therefore, you should, should be muttered to do so. Amalei Rabbi, Rabbi said to Rabbi Zvika, Why aren't you 
um, uh, uh, why aren't you uh, following Rav Shimon? I'm uh, uh, In other words, w- w- why why aren't you being machmir like Rav Shimon? See, he said, I don't understand. Do you know something I don't know? The Gemara Irvin told us, Rav Yehuda, Rav Shimon, Allah is like Rav Yehuda. So do you have something I don't know? I'm like, yeah. Fachiyam Rav Zayr. Rav Zayr said, Allah is Rav Shimon. Allah is like Rav Shimon. So, so what happened is, every time, the, ra- the rabbi always says, the rabbi always says that people quote things in his name that he never said, right? He says that a lot. So same thing happened over here. Do so, it all the time. Somebody said, that Reb Zaira said, the rabbi said, half the things they say, I said, I didn't say, right? So it's the same thing. So over here, somebody said, Reb Zaira said, that the Allah is like Reb Shimon. So they want, so they want, they want, somebody wanted to go back to Reb Zaira to find out if he really said it. So Amar Madahu, so the guy who overheard the conversation says, oh, ask him, ask him, hopefully I'll beat his chos, and I'll go to Eretz and that girl is to be put tomorrow. I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Right, did he really say this? Finally, he was like, to get back into the country after they lifted the COVID uh, 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 prevention. And Ashri Khil Rabzaira, so he met Rabzaira. Amalei said to him, Amamar Lakh Rab Shimon, is that what you said? Amalei Lai, no, I didn't say it. Amistabrahmi, I said I think it's more logical that Rab Shimon is right. I mean the Tani Maslisa, because what do we learn on Mishnah? If you didn't recognize the mum before Yandif ain't in a mukh and it's not considered prepared. Now Vikatani Lob Braisa Balashakham. The Khamim in the Braisa this is this sheet of Rab Shimon is referred to as the sheet of the Chachamim. Shmamina Mistabra Kavase. Obviously, we're saying that this is what the majority Chachamim hold, so must be the Rab Shimon is what the 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 chachamim held was the psak halacha, but I never said that it actually is him. And my havi Allah, what is the final psak? Can you check a bechar for the mum keva on yantif? I'm Rabbi Yosef Tashmat to tell you about Come and learn that this is actually something that is it, hanging from uh, very very great ropes, meaning that this is taloi in things that were said by great people. Because the Amr Shimon ben Pazi, Amr Bishur ben Levi, because Rabbi Shimon Pazi said the name Rabbi Shur ben Levi, Amr Rabbi Yosef ben Shal, Amr Rabbi. Who said it in the name of Rabbi Mishum Kahala Kadish Yerushalayim? Who said it in the name of a holy Kehila in Yerushalayim? That what? Reb Shimon Vachaverov Amru Halacha Kreb Meir. Reb Shimon Menasia and his Chaverim said that the Halacha follows the sheet of Reb Meir. Reb Meir says that if you shechted it before the 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 expert came, you're not allowed to use it. So that's what Reb Meir said. So basically, we, we, we're not, we didn't bring the Raya yet. The Gemara is going to take a few steps to bring the Raya. But at this point, all the Gemara said basically is that there's a Reb Meir that holds that if you shecht uh, it before the, the Mumcha comes, you're not allowed to, it doesn't matter. The Mumcha comes and says it's a Mumcha Vua. We, we don't allow you to eat it on Yantav. Okay? That's what he said. Now, Shibba Menasya and his friends said that Allah is like this Reb Meir. So the Gemara says that Rebbe is the, the, the Hevra Kadisha or whatever, the holy... Kahal in Yerushalayim said that Rav Shimon Menasseh said this. The problem is, they came before Rav Shimon Menasseh. Rav Shimon was a later generation than Rebbe and his his Chaver uh, Kadish over there. So the Gemara says, Amru, what do you mean they said that Rav Shimon Menasseh said that Allah is like Rav Meir? Why are they quoting Rav Shimon Menasseh like Rav Shimon Menasseh is like the, the, the Paisen of the Dar? They're older than him. So what are they saying? Rather, what they said is, Reb Shimon Menasi and his friends are going around and they are holding like Reb Meir. Okay, now, the Tanan, where do we see that Reb Meir holds this? The Tanan, somebody shakes a Bechar, and then he shows it to the expert afterwards, and the expert says, yeah, this is a Mum Kavua. Once you shakted it without the Mum seeing it, it's going to be Asr, even if. He does a uh, post-mortem examination and he sees that the animal has a mum kavor. Now, Amakasav Rev Meir, what do you see Rev Meir holds? This is the of what I started with. 
that it's different. Looking at a Bechor is different than looking at a Trefer. Why? Because we ask Bechor Mechaya. When you look at a Bechor, you, uh, when you look at a Bechor, it has to be while it's still alive. When you look at a trave, it has to be after a shechita. Now, why is that? Because Rav Meir holds that what is changing the status of this Bechor and making it Muntur Te'it, the Mumcha telling you that it is a Mumkavua. That's what changes the status. By Trefa, he's just enlightening to you to what was there, the Mafrei. He's not actually changing it at all. And based on this, Rav Shemim and Asi, and as Chaveim said, Re'iyas Trefa, Filo Biyamtif. You could have him paskin on a trefa even on Yantif. But Riyaz Bechar Meir of Yantif, that has to take place before Yantif. Why? It has to take place before Yantif because on Yantif you're changing the status. Who is that like? That's like Rib Shimon, right? Rib Shimon is the one who says you can't examine on Yantif. So it comes out Rib Meir and Rib Shimon are on one side, right? We just showed Rib Meir is like Rib Shimon. And Rib Yehuda is on the other side. So since Rib Meir and Rib Shimon is a majority, we're going to go like Rib Shimon. And that's what he meant when he said, well, that's why he said it's. It's dependent on these gray ropes, meaning on these two gray people, Reb Shimon, Bayechai, and Reb Meir. Okay, Amalei Abayis. Abayis said to Reb Yehuda, hold on. You think Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda are arguing about whether you're allowed to examine a mum, like you're saying, but rather B'Knosa Pligi. No, they're not arguing whether you actually can change the status of this. Really, they could hold, like Reb Yehuda, that you don't change the status. What they're arguing about is whether do we kenas you. In other words, it's really it's mutter to look to examine, but we want to kenas you for going and checking it before the mumcha did the did the check. Why do we want to kenas you? Why do we care when you when he when he does the inspection? If you have cataracts, everybody holds it's also Why? So here the gemara introduces something that post mortem the body changes. So you could have a mum that's not a mum kavua when you're when the animal's alive, but once you check the animal, it transforms post-mortem into a mum kavua. So what does that mean now? You can have the mum come. Why can't you have the mum come? He can't check it because he can't determine what it was like when the animal was alive. The status of this could have changed. Now, cataracts is such a mum that it could be a cataract that is temporary while the animal's alive. Post-mortem, it transforms into a permanent mum. Not every mum is like that, but cataract is like that. Now, keep pleggy, but mum and sheva gofer. So this, this is around when everyone walks in, keep asking these questions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep pleggy, but mum and sheva When are they arguing? Regarding a mum on the body of the animal. We don't want a, a mumcha checking any part of the animal post-mortem because we're worried that who's going to know? No, you're going to mix up. You're going you're gonna to sometimes check the other, other mumin, like a break in the leg. And then sometimes you're going to ch- come to check the cataract. And the cataract, you can't make a proper diagnosis. So, but Rabbi Yehuda, no, we let you check other parts of the body. And the mumcha will know that the animal... If this is a type of mum that he can't comment on. Okay, so Amrab Nachmar Yitzhak, and therefore you have no raya about what would be between the machlokas between Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda. Now, Amrab Nachmar Yitzhak, Mastisa Nami Deka, if you even read our Mishnah carefully, you'll see that it supports this. Tiktani, what does our Mishnah say? Since you shechted it without having a mumcha come, it's Asr. Now, he could have just said, it's Asr. It's Asr. You can't do it without the mumcha. But because why? Because um, because you're not allowed to check. But that's not what he says. He says since you shechted it, shaloi al pi therefore it's aser. Meaning the fact that you didn't have the momcha come is what makes it aser. What does that mean? That's a kenas. You should have had the momcha come before you shechted it. And you don't have a raya to what would be the halacha of checking in general.
Okay, Ami Vardinoi, so Ami, who was from this place, Vardinoi, Chazi Bukhra de Bein Nesiyah Havai. He used to examine the Bukharim in the, in the Nazi's house. Now, Biyay Metava, one Yantif, I'm on Yantif, I have a Chazi, he wouldn't inspect. He wouldn't inspect. So I said, Amalei the Rebami, so they came and told Rebami, Amalei, Amalehu, he said to them, Shapikavid the Luchazi, it's good. He's doing the right thing by not examining the Bukhar for a Moman Yantif. Now, Eniva, Rebami Gufi Chaz, Rebami himself used to examine it. Why is he praising this guy for being machmir? Rebami ki chazim may as well have a chazi. Really, Rebami would not check the moment. What Rebami would do is, he would check the moment on Yontif, he would pass it on Yontif. There's two aspects to the Bechar checking. Number one is looking at the mum. Is it a mum kavua? Number two is, did the kayan inflict it on purpose? Why would the kayan inflict it on purpose? Svi? He wants to eat it. That's right. He wants to eat it. He's too lazy. He doesn't want to schlep it up to a base. He wants to eat it now. He wants to serve it in the sukkah with his friends. By daf. So, so therefore, we, we would also do an inspection to find out, and we would uh, try to find a witness, someone who was not in the Gebedavr, to, to help us determine if the kind inflicted the mum. So, if he would do the second part. He would try to find out what was the circumstances that it got, the mum. Okay? And that is not called uh, uh, paskening, changing the status. When he did the mum kavua inspection, that was the main inspection that really determined the status of the animal. Kiha, another uh, ma'isa that happened similarly. A guy brought a bachar in front of Rava, a panya demaliyamitava, in the afternoon or right before Yantif. Haviyasav Rava, Rava was sitting there, he was busy washing his head. And So he didn't have time, right? He was running in, into the shower. So he took, did a quick look on the animal. Amalei, he said, Zili, he said, okay, I saw what I needed to see. Come back tomorrow. Now, Kiyasa Macha, when the guy came the next day, Amr, how did he get the mum? Amalei, so he answered, Havishadyan, Sarei, Bahachisa, Duhutsa. There was barley on one side of a thorn fence, and the Bechar was on the other side. What he wanted to eat the barley, right? So it stuck its head through the branches. It got cut on the lip, and the lip is the mum, and therefore can't be brought as a carbon, and therefore it's mutter. Okay? So, Amalei, Dilma so, so now the coin established, and okay, Rafa was comfortable, it wasn't deliberate. In other words, the kind didn't make the nick. Okay? Look, it's consistent with a thorn injury. But the brother was concerned. Did you intentionally put the barley on the other side of a thorn fence so your animal should stick its head through and get the cut? That's a grumma. So Dilma at Garmatle, maybe you caused it with a grumma. Amalei He said, I didn't. And again, Rava got comfortable somehow that he didn't. And the Gemara says, Minot tamer the grumma, sir. How do you know? What? Cash. Cash. How do you know grumma is sir? So Ditanya Mum Layaboy says a mum should not be Eliella Shaloya Yahya boy mum that you shouldn't intentionally put a mum in it. How do you know you can't do a grumma to bring about a mum? For example, you put dough or figs on the ear of the Bakar Kadesh Yavya Kelaviatlanu. So the dog should take a bite out of the ear when it's biting into the dough. Tamalemer komum amar mum va amar komum. So it says Sai, you can't inflict a mum, and also you can't bring about a mum uh, uh, coming about on the animal. Okay, the rest of this will go very quickly. So, if an animal died on Yantif, you're not allowed to move it. Now, the Gemara here assumes that a carcass has no permissible use on Yantif, and therefore it smokes them. There was a mice that they asked Tarfin about a dead animal that died. The Allah Chalash in it says, Well, it's Chalah that became tummy. Now, Chalah that became tummy is an interesting thing because that has to be burned. And really, you're allowed to get Hana from the Chalah, right? So, you should be able to burn it. However, there's a Gzeira that they learned from the Torah, a special Drasha, you're not allowed to burn Truma or Chalah that became Tame on, on Yantif, even for Eichel Nefesh purposes, special Lima. So they came and asked about these two cases, about the animal and about the Chalah. 
And Benichnas Beis Medrash Shaul, he went into the Beis Medrash and he asked Amalai Loizis Mekami. He said, "You know how to move it now." Let's say this Mishnah is not like Reb Shimon. Zetanya, because we learned to the Brayz Reb Shimon. I mean, Mechalchin has a dilum. If they have a you can cut up gourds in front of an animal on Shabbos. That's a nevela. Now club him, and you can cut up the nevela. Oh, you can cut up the nevela. So what do you see? The nevela is not muksa. Rabbi Yehuda, I'm Rabbi Yehuda. Says him, "Loyes the nevela. We have Shabbos asura." So obviously, our Mishnah is inconsistent with the sheet of Reb Shimon. So he says, "No, I feel it's Reb Shimon." You could even say it's Reb Shimon. My Reb Shimon, Bali Chaim Shemes Lushasur. Reb Shimon is going to agree. That if you have a perfectly healthy animal that died, that that animal is not is muksa, and if it dies in yontif, you can't cut it up and feed it to the animals. It retains that muksa status. Rather, what does he say? You're allowed to cut up a carcass of an animal that was close to death right before Shabbos and yontif that you anticipated you would be able to feed it to your animals. Then the Gemara says, okay, but honey, chlamar bar there's two versions of what Rava said. Marbar Amema said that Rav said that Rav Shimon holds that healthy animals that died on Yontif are also. Exactly what we just said, Shopper. Then that's going to be good. Because they have perfectly healthy animals, Moksa, according to Rav Shimon. Elul Marbar Eid Rav Yosef, Mishmei Rav Adamar. But according to the other Mar, who said in the name of Rav that Chalukhayir Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon is so makil with, with Moksa that even an animal that was totally healthy before Shabbos he holds is Mutter on Shabbos. Michael Amema, how you can explain that? Then the Mishnah, our Mishnah doesn't fit with Reb Shimon. So Gemara says, Targum No, Zira could explain it. That really, our Mishnah is talking about an animal that was hegdish. Oh, an animal that was hegdish. You can't cut up that animal and feed it to your, to your, uh, to your, um, to your dogs, right? You can't feed it to your dogs. Why? Because it's hegdish. It's hegdish anyway. So that's why it's moksa. Now, and Daikanami Diktani, and we, if you read the Mishnah carefully, you'll see that that, that makes sense. Because what did Reb, what did they ask Reb, Reb Tarfin about? It's also a case of Chala that became Tomei. Ma Chala Diktisha, just like they were asking about Chala, which is Hegdish, Af Behema Diktisha, so too they were asking about Behema's Hegdish. So now the Gemara actually holds that our Mishnah is really talking about a case of Hegdish. Now, if our Mishnah is talking about a case of Hegdish, so the other Mar, the one who said the first one, that Reb Meir is arguing only by a case of an animal close to death, but not by a totally healthy animal, he's got to explain our Mishnah. Why is our Mishnah talking about Hegdish? According to him, why, you don't need to talk about Hegdish. You could talk about a case of an animal that was, that was uh, healthy. So now, honey, Chlamar, of a brave, so now the Gemara turns well, it around. Seen, you don't see in the Mishnah that it's only talking about Hegdish. It could be. No, but based on this, it seems now, okay. why, why, why did they ask Riptarfin both about a case of an animal and about a case of a, of a Chalash and okay. Must be it's that the animal was Hegdish. So, Allah, time of the Gdisha, Hadachul and Sharyeh. So if it was a regular animal that died in Yantif, Shaya would be mutter. Now that's a problem. To him it's good, because it's right. Khulam would talk be mutter. A regular healthy animal that died would be mutter. El of the Marbar Maimar, but now the other Mar is in trouble. He holds a perfectly healthy animal, Rib Shimon would hold his, his muksa. Why? Why then? Why does the Mishnah talk about a case of of, of hegdish? Michael Maymar. Oh, he's going to say the other way. I'm going to say that we're talking about an animal that was close to death. I can interpret it my way. Who says your way is better than mine? I'll interpret it my way. It's an animal close to death. You interpret it your way that it's a, that it's an animal of hegdish, and everyone's happy. According to everybody, let's do a drop more. You're not allowed to count people initially to a group to buy. So this is talking about all of us. Okay, let's say it's tomorrow and we all forgot to buy meat for Yantif. So what do we do? We all walk to Glotmar together and we want to buy uh, basically a, a whole animal. We want him to shech the cow on the spot and we'll divvy it up. We're not allowed to join together to buy the animal. However, we could join together, we can make up with Glotmar before Yantif then we're going to buy it for shech and and then or you could shecht it and give it to us without making up a price. So the Gemara is going to say the problem here is you're not allowed to make up a price. So as long as we all go to Glotmar and we say 
whatever the price of this animal is, we're, we'll, we'll uh, split it, okay? But we're not going to determine what the price is. We're going to be good, okay? Or if we determine the price before Yontif. Now, what does it mean you can't be counted? So, you can't set the price of the animal on Yontif. So then how do you do it? If you kill the animal, how do you figure out on after Yontif what the animal was worth? Right? The animal's dead. So I'm a rav, maybe stay behemoth. You bring two animals. Right? So basically, the owner of Glamour brings two animals, and he says, Can we all agree that these two animals are similar in value? We all agree. Then he takes one animal, saves it, that'll be our evaluator, and then he shakes the other animal. A guy can't say to his friend, I'm with you for an animal that's worth a sell of meat, meaning I'll chip in a sell No, but or I'm with you for two sellers. But you could say, I'll take the, a quarter, a third, uh, or a half, and we'll figure out the price after. Uh,